Hey guys, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have a great guest for you. We're going to be talking about leadership and you don't want to miss this episode, so stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business, branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Hey guys, welcome back to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have a great guest for you. We have Adam Sink. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing outstanding. And I'm really glad to have you on the show today because we get to talk a little bit about leadership and how it affects a business. So why don't you start out by telling me a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what you do for your customers? Uh, yeah, so uh, I am a leadership development and culture consultant and trainer. Uh, so I work with businesses, uh, typically medium to large size, uh, those businesses that have a few la- layers of leadership. Uh, and I really work on how to disseminate that culture message through the organization. So we start with the top-down approach and, and really driving, you know, what is this culture message that we want to have? And then how do we stay consistent as we move through those layers of leadership? Because what we find is as businesses scale and grow and you get more leaders, it's like the age-old game of telephone, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, you just that message changes by the time it gets down to the people that really matter. And at the end of the day, you know, the biggest thing I, I, I talk to executive teams about is uh, simply that culture is, you know, it, it isn't what you say it is, it's how people perceive it. And, and so, um, you know, so that's, that's really job one is, is mm-hmm. shifting that mindset. Uh, so that they understand that it's really the people in the organization that are going to determine the culture, not this message of vision or, uh, you know, the mission statement that that so often we, we apply to that methodology. Well, so, well, you know, leaders are often the ones that are dictating where the organization is going to go. And so you talk about leadership, and a lot of times leaders are the ones that are implementing change, and they're looking at which direction the organization is going to go. And so having the leadership type really is important in, in the organization as to how they move forward. What would you say about that? Yeah, no, I, I think that's critical to understand, you know, leaders set that that forward direction, but, you know, really when it comes down to it, it, it the how the work is done and, and how people are motivated to do the work is really what sets organizations apart, right? We can, mm-hmm. we can all put a plan out, we can all put a really effective plan out there with dates and and all the things that you would do in effective project planning and forward thinking in business. Um, but if you don't have people that are truly engaged in the vision, the, the, the flow of where the organization is going, then it doesn't matter how good your plan is. And, and so that's, that's that shift that I really focus on is we got to get the people on board. We got to get your teams that, that want to follow that vision and want to drive that vision for you because that's where your success comes from, not from just making the plan. 
podcast. So there are many different types of leaders. And we look at, you know, uh, the, the styles and, and the way a leader approaches a certain type of change or direction that the organization is going to go. Uh, how do you identify those to your, I guess, to the followers? Because since you're, you're coordinating with the leaders, the leadership mm-hmm. of the, the company, and uh, obviously the people below have to buy in on either change or which direction the company is going to go. Uh, how do you, I guess, how do you chew up all that and spit it out in a way to where the, uh, the organization, you know, gets that buy-in and it helps them understand that the direction that we want to go is the, is going to be the most prolific. So I, I think there's really two pieces uh, that really play into that. Uh, so number one is effective communication of the goal, right? And so, or, or of the vision of, of the company, right? And that's that goes beyond just going, you know, here's, here's our values and this is where we want to go to the company to go. That's about constantly talking about it, living and, and eating and sleeping and breathing those values all the time. So... I start with leaders uh, in, in two core kind of foundations uh, when I work with them. And that is, first and foremost, it's communication and, and it's breaking it down to the basics, right? Uh, I don't know how many times I've walked into an organization and asked leaders, you know, when was the last time you said thank you to every person on your team? Yeah. And, you know, it, and most of the time they're they're like, no, I, I don't know. It's been a few weeks. Like, you know, it's reshifting that mindset of communication of starting with the, the core basics. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming in today. I appreciate your hard work. Uh, all those kinds of things in teaching those foundational skills as not so much uh, something I'm forcing myself to do, but something I want to go out and do. Um, and then the second piece of that is, is really about goal setting, right? Because at the end of the day, individual contributors, people low down on the ladder, could care less if the company makes 5% more in profits this year, mm-hmm. you know, unless they're going to see that on their paycheck, which we both know, you know, from a business perspective, that's not going to happen. They're not going to see that same, that same bump. Um, you know, the math doesn't work out, but uh, you know, if I can tie their team's individual goals into the organizational goals, then I've won. So, you know, if you want to be, you know, a, a leader, a director, an executive in the organization, cool. Let's talk about how that benefits you and the organization and what steps it take it's going to take to get there. And now what I've done is I've taken your own personal goal and I've tied it really into what's going to help the organization hit their numbers goals, their KPI goals that, that they've set in place. So you look at the the leadership and you're talking about, you know, some buy-in and I automatically start to think about, you know, the changes that are coming and okay, so I've bought into it. I know what, what to expect. And I said, you know what, I'm down. Now, how do you, how do you measure the progress that you've made and you do short-term goals and then try to meet those goals and then, and then just take, you know, chip away at the main goal. So uh, part of uh, a big piece of what I 
focus on when I, when I start these engagements is identifying the KPIs that are important to the organization, right? And so, you know, that's the number side of it. And as a business, you have to be focused on the number side of it because that's, that's your measure of where your business is going. Are you succeeding uh, in, in what you set out to do? But where I go from there is I then start looking at the culture drivers. I start looking at things like in employee engagement. I look at productivity numbers. So are they, are they working at 100% of their capacity? You know, uh, if I'm not engaged in the organization, more than likely I'm giving you about 50 to 60% uh, effort in a day. And, and so, um, you know, I really focus on, you know, those individual metrics as they tie to the bigger goals. Uh, and so we talk, we, we establish with each organization, I establish it really an individual set of what is the measure of success for this, right? And, and I do it in an individual basis because I find that, you know, not everybody, not every organization is looking for the same things, not, you know, different industries measure things different ways. So um, it's really just about being effective for their organization. But once we establish those measures, then it's tying back people, process, and profits to it, right? And those are, those are the three big things. So the people side of it is how do we, how do we get them to be more engaged that they want to come in and work? And, and be challenged every day and solve problems and become more efficient. Uh, we look at the process. So it, is the process inherently the problem here why people are disengaged in it? You know, are we doing 25 steps when we could do this in 10 steps? Um, and then if we fix people and process, then profits should follow, right? And, and so uh, that's really the approach that I take to it is we start with the people and then we dive into the process and make sure that everything aligns first before we jump into trying to meet numbers and exceed, exceed those KPI yeah, numbers. Yeah. Well, give me some steps as to how you take or how you approach this. So you go to the leaders and then you go to the decision makers and then the managers and then the employees. So if you're talking to the leaders, you know, what is the next step? Did you bring in a, a meeting with uh, the managers to follow through and see how they can approach this uh, either change or direction for the organization? And then those managers then disseminate that information down to the employees, other employees. And so what is your approach? I mean, what is the first step that you guys take whenever you um, go into an organization and start talking to leaders and try and consult them on making their leadership better or, or advancing their uh, leadership objectives? Yeah, so number one is setting up a, a clear definition uh, of what are they looking for an outcome, right? Some organizations are looking for numbers outcome. Some organizations are looking more for that soft skills outcome, right? So they're, they're looking to have just leaders that are more engaged in the people on their team. Um, so we start there and, and I always step back and go, what is your culture that you want to have, right? And, and I start that with the very top of the organization, because as I move through the different levels of leadership and have interview sessions and training sessions and roundtables and things like that, um, I ask that same question again. What is the culture supposed to be? What do you think the culture is, right? And I start comparing those answers to see where the breakdowns occur. Um, you know, really, it comes down to I, I don't typically work too much with line level people unless they have specific individuals 
that are uh, looking to move into those leadership roles and more working with the leadership teams themselves um, to disseminate uh, a, a really a clear vision through uh, through what the culture should be for the organization. And, and again, you know, we always start with focusing on people. Um, so, so I use my ACEs leadership model uh, that I developed last year to really start to drive that message home with leaders. And we talk about acknowledging or the communication piece of leadership and how to effectively communicate with your team. Again, starting with those basics so that when you get into the uh, difficult conversations, the performance conversations, uh, you know, it's, it's easier to have those conversations because you already have a really good rapport built with your team. Um, then we dive into goal setting and, and teaching them how to tie individual personal goals into the corporation or the organizational goals. Um, really focused on, you know, what, what I want to do as an individual is going to be important to me. So how can I, how can I help that individual succeed in our organization and help our organization along the way? And if I can tie those together, then that individual is going to be engaged in making in the organization going further. Uh, then we get into training. Uh, we talk about training opportunities and the importance of training opportunities. Then that doesn't always mean like you have to sit side by side with somebody or send them into a classroom. Um, that could be conferences. That could be online training. Um, that could be uh, mentoring, sitting side by side with different individuals on different teams. The training comes in, in a boatload of different packages. And so, uh, but it's important that we support our goal setting with training, because if we just leave them as goals and don't provide any kind of training yeah. or resource to get there, yeah, you're never going to succeed. So uh, the next piece is empower. And that's really about once you've provided the training and know where the goals and where these, where your individuals want to go, um, it's empowering them to take application to the to the new skills that they've learned so that you can see and help guide them uh, and really set them up for those next steps. Uh, you know, as a leader, it's, it's all about delegating and teaching leaders how to effectively delegate and, and why it's important to delegate some of that stuff off to your team so that you can focus on the direction of the team as well. Yeah. And then. Last piece is, is uh, strengthen, which is really about celebrating success, right? So we talk so much about, uh, you know, learning from failure, but, uh, you know, we learn from failure because we deep dive into it. You know, we ask a hundred questions. Why did we fail? What could we have done differently? All those kinds of things, right? Uh, if we take that same approach with success, it totally changes the message and we get just as much out of it. Um, so it's, you know, it's really, it's taking that deep dive into those, those success moments and going, why were we successful? Because at the end of the day, positivity breeds positivity. And so when we're talking about all the great things that we're doing as a team, the team gets excited yeah, and yeah. then they want to do more Definitely. great things. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's really the process that we go through and, and depending on the organization, sometimes it's just doing training sessions with their leaders. Um, but I always like to do some roundtable sessions and just get a baseline of, of where people think we're at versus where we're actually at. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, some great information. I mean, you talk about you're 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 communicating with the leaders. You're talking to the uh, you know the top of the organization, depending on you know how big the organization is, and you know if you're you're talking to uh, you know mid 
mid-size uh, organization, you know, and you're talking to their leaders and, and they want some sort of change, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to want to talk to your managers and disseminate that information down to the employees. And of course, once you reach those certain goals, or even if you reach, uh, uh, I guess, some of the goals, you want to celebrate those and you know, document those. And then, of course, once you've seen some success with those goals, you're eventually going to want to train and, and make sure that those continue. And so I'm curious to know, uh, what type of leader do you de- deal with on a regular basis? You know, do you deal with mostly, you know, transactional, transformational type leaders or uh, which one do you find is most successful whenever you are dealing with this type of change? So I find transformational leaders are are the ones that are successful with this because they, they're open to the broader looking at the bigger picture just in general. And so when you start bringing in people, which is, uh, in my mind, is one of the hardest things to, to actually measure and put a number to. Uh, they seem to grasp the concept of, of the importance of people in, in the bigger picture. When you get to the transactional leaders, I think they, they are the most difficult to work with, but they are the ones that are going to benefit the most from the shift in mindset. And, and so, uh, you know, I always, I always start off with, uh, talking about how people drive numbers. And so we have to support the people in order to support the numbers. And, and so when you start thinking in that mindset as a leader, it starts to shift where you start looking at process improvement. Yeah, well, you know, the transformational, of- by definition, He's looking to change. He's looking to improve. So if you think about Steve Jobs, he was like a transformation or, uh, well, I guess he was, he was kind of both, I guess, you know, in a way he had his ways of having everything in a system, in a systemic format. And then he had his ideas that he wanted transformation. And so Mm -hmm. I think, I think as, as a leader, as a successful leader, I believe that you have to incorporate a multitude of different types of leadership styles. So you have this individual who is wanting to change, wanting to evolve in this ever changing business world. And then you have a transformational type of leader who is got ideas and wants to change. And then you have the transactional type that just continues the transformation in a way. Yep. Um, I, I believe that the combination of both, even if it's within the same organization, is more beneficial. I don't know. What, what do you think? No, I, I agree. Uh, at the end of the day, right, business is, is success is measured on, uh, you know, on numbers, right? So things like revenue, things like uh, uh, growth year over year, uh, those are what we measure the success of business on. And so I think it's important to recognize and understand that. And that's where the transactional leaders, I think, uh, are so important because they're the ones that, that drive that type of mentality. But at the same token, we also have to realize that the, the people are what actually drive those numbers. And, and so that's where I think, I think transformational leaders fit into that picture because they, they tend to be a little more people-centric 
uh, than, than your transactional leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you fall in the, the whole scheme of things? Like, how do you facilitate this? I understand that you're, you're going in there and you're talking to leaders, you're, 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 you're helping them understand how they could implement change or, or, uh, maybe, uh, the direction of where they want to be. What is your position in this? Like, or did I just describe it all in one, <laughs> one sentence? I mean, just yeah, like, it, it, you almost described it, right? So, so I kind of wear three hats uh, a lot of times in, in these. Uh, so the first, uh, first and foremost is really it's it's that change, change management. You know, so it's it's driving the the philosophies and the thoughts behind how we become better as an organization, and, and really changing the focus from being so focused on numbers all the time to being focused on people and engagement in, in the organization. And so that's, that's done through a lot of conversation with the, with the higher up leaders, uh, the people that are really setting the vision uh, for the company. Um, and then it goes down to, I will do a combination of roundtables or formalized classroom training sessions. Uh, with leaders within the organization, um, depending on the size of the organization and obviously uh, what needs to get done on on a day to day basis, um, you know, is how we how we figure that out. But uh, you know, the the training is is typically it's about sixteen hours worth of training, um, and we break down the the Aces model uh, in in a lot of detail, and we talk about how Aces can support the numbers in itself. Uh, and, and really grow the grow the the KPIs of the company. And, so Aces and how, is your your model. Aces is my model. Yep. What, is it, what does it stand for? Uh, acknowledge, cultivate, empower, and strengthen. And so it's the four kind of four pillars of how we how we work through supporting people and business. It's either the training or we do roundtable sessions, spending a lot of time one-on-one side-by-side with, with leaders in their day-to-day, uh, asking the questions that, that kind of go along with, you know, how are you communicating with your team? What are your team's goals? You know, and, and really getting them to think about the, the other side of, uh, of the organization, the people side of the organization. And so, um, so again, it, it's I, I tailor it to the organization, um, but you know those those are the it, it's typically done in small groups or one-on-one sessions with smaller organizations, or I try yeah. and do like a classroom session with eight to ten leaders, yeah, uh, and it's about sixteen hours worth of training uh, wow. to to jump through that. And the, uh, the training is for the leaders, or is it for everybody? It is for the leaders or those that are on your leadership track in your organization. So, mm-hmm. um, if you have people that are, you know, you're, so they, you're like, so do they come to you with a specific uh, challenge? Because I know there's all different types of challenges, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But I'd like to know: do they come to you with a specific challenge or or issue, and they say, "Come on and help me fix this." based on your knowledge of leadership or do you just go and, and talk about leadership in general? Uh, so we talk a lot about uh, process and engagement in general. So uh, because those are two big factors in, 
in culture and in the culture of the organization when processes and engagement break down mm-hmm. uh, it, typically there's a lot of a lot of bigger pieces at play there so um, yeah so it's really I, I I work with organizations that are having trouble a lot of times with engagement uh, employee engagement getting retention is another area that mm-hmm. that uh, I talk to organizations about Um <clears throat> So it's, yeah, those are, I would say retention is a big one. I would say employee engagement. So they've just done their annual employee engagement survey or culture survey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the results came back poorer than last year. Uh, you know, so, or, uh, you know, or they clearly see that they have a disconnect in their leadership. Have you seen success with that? I have seen success with that. Yeah. Um, you know, the big, big thing, you know, when you shift, when you shift to people first organization, you, you have to understand that it's, it's in it for the long haul. And so a lot of companies, when, when I first start talking to them, uh, they're looking for that quick, like, if we do a four week project with you, what kind of results should we expect in four weeks? Well, you know, your culture didn't get here overnight and it's mm-hmm. not going to yeah, shift to yeah to where you want to go overnight. But, um, you know, we definitely can show you how to measure to that success and we can, we can show you why your employees and how your employees will mm-hmm. be happier when we start applying these methodologies and these approaches to it. Um, so I typically look for, for three to six month uh, performance indicators. And one of the big ones is I will have them rerun their employee engagement survey. Uh, and we look for positive change there. And if we see positive change there, typically you will see productivity numbers go up. You'll see uh, profits and revenues increase for the year as well. So, well, real, real quick, I just wanted to ask you also, what specifically do you find that is the most challenging once we're trying to implement these changes? Uh, so for me, the, the, the biggest monster is, is the shift in mindset, right? So we have so many senior leaders that have been in leadership roles for long, you know, long, long time, 15, 20 years, sometimes even more than that. And so they have very much that numbers boss mentality, right? Yeah. The, the do what I say, because we need to get the numbers yeah. to this point. And, and so, I would say that that is probably overall the one of the biggest challenges to overcome is is getting that shift in mindset uh, of those folks that have been in leadership roles for extended periods yeah, that makes of time. Total sense. You know, and it, and it's not that they don't have the interpersonal skills to talk to people because I, I wholly wholly believe that they wouldn't have got to where they're at with, yeah. without those skills. Yeah, I was just it's thinking just, that. It, it, it's just simply that they they don't lead with those skills. They lead with, we need the business to be successful. Mm-hmm. And this is what success looks like. Yeah. It's, and, it's getting that over that mentality of, of, you know, uh, <laughs> it's your baby and you don't want to, <laughs> you know, not saying, <laughs> not saying that it's ugly or whatever, but, you know, just kind of saying that, you know, uh, maybe I need some help or, uh, maybe some change or the direction of the organization is not going where I'm, I'm wanting it to go. How can I get some help in, in trying to implement this? Uh, usually I like to end the podcast with some words of wisdom or some rules that you live by. About three of them. Would you say that you have some of those right now? Uh, so rules that I live by. Uh, so one is, uh, you know, I am all about giving, 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 right? So um, at the end of the day, you know, 
the more you give out to people um, when you are in a time of need or when those opportunities arise, it comes full circle. And, and so I, I wholeheartedly uh, say, you know, give, give a thousand percent out everything you can give out to the world, give out to the world. Uh, because it, you're going to make the world a better place and you're going to drive people to be better people. And, uh, you know, I, I do this on LinkedIn all the time, uh, you know, in just sharing out these nuggets of wisdom. And, and really what that's done is that's helped build me uh, an, an organic business. You know, I, don't, I, I, I do spend time on sales, but, you know, I also get a lot of leads coming to me going, Hey, I saw this post about, and that's something that our organization is challenged with. And so when you give out, people see that and people see that you're just genuinely trying to inform people and, or help people. And, and so that's, um, that's my biggest, biggest words of wisdom is awesome. continually, awesome. continually be focused on giving as a leader, as an individual, um, everything that you do. Yeah. Well, you know, you continually trying to give, you know, build your relationships with other people and eventually comes back forward. Well, there you go, guys. Adam Sinkas is a pleasure having you on the show. Remember that he has a YouTube channel. He's going to start his consulting business and he's coming out with a new book. You want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be all in the show notes. So uh, again, thank you, Adam, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You're an inspiration to me and to our listeners. And thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great afternoon. Awesome. Well, guys, if you haven't done so, please subscribe and check out our website at uh, thecreativeentrepreneur.net. And until next week, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net. 